Hey, it's Drex from This Week Health Cyber and Risk Community, and I want to invite you to our next webinar. It's going to focus on what else? Defending health data. I'll be chatting with experts from Rubrik and Microsoft. Register right now at thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. That's all one string, R-U-B-R-I-K webinar, thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. See you online soon. Today in Health IT, we're going to talk about using AI to build a competitive advantage. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders, SureTest and Artisite. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Having a child with cancer is one of the most painful and difficult situations a family can face. In 2023, to celebrate five years at This Week Health, we are working to give back. We are partnering with Alex's Lemonade Stand all year long, and we have a goal to raise $50,000 from our community. We've already raised $40,000 this year. We ask you to join us. Hit our website in the top right-hand corner. We have a Alex's Lemonade Stand logo. Click on that to give today. We believe in the generosity of our community, and we thank you in advance. All right. I'm going to, I have a feed that is pulling in AI articles just so I can uh, keep up with it. And the AI articles are, run the gambit all over the, all over the place. And what I'm looking for is I'm looking for areas where AI is being utilized to really change the game. And this article is from Fox News. And it's part of the reason I gave you the big run-up because I know somebody's going to be upset I'm reading Fox News, but it's part of my AI feed. And this article is really interesting. Ukraine gained advantage in war against Putin with custom-built AI unprecedented testing ground. I'm going to read a bunch of this, and then I'm going to come back to where I think this applies to healthcare and where it is going to apply specifically to running advanced hospitals. The interesting thing about technology is it takes off in a handful of areas before it really gets broadly generally applied. The first area is entertainment and specifically the porn industry, but entertainment is one of those areas. And then the second is military. And the reason is because the risk tolerance is much lower than it is in a lot of other industries. And so as you move up the risk tolerance and the implications of utilizing the technology, that's that's as the adoption cycle generally goes with technology. So I, we're gonna take a look at how it's being used in the war in the Ukraine. And here's the article. Ukraine has developed and implemented its own artificial intelligence platform under the most stringent conditions to create something beyond what Western militaries have considered possible. The Ukrainians are doing a ton of stuff, said the Fox News contributor embedded in the Ukraine. I mean, the innovation on the battlefield is out of this world right now. And honestly, the U.S. government, Western governments have no idea the innovation that's taking place. I think the first thing I would note is that's the level of innovation that is possible with AI to the point where people are going to go, I didn't even know that was possible. I'll keep going. They can't keep up with it. He added, the Ukrainians are moving too fast. AI, AI has quietly played a significant role in how Ukraine has managed to perform so well against a larger, seemingly stronger opponent in Russia, providing the smaller nation with wide range of advantages it might not otherwise have. And there is a second point, which is there's a wide range of advantages in using AI. 
And this is why I think this needs to be on everyone's you know, top list, not just chat GPT, but the use of AI. I'm going to go on. National Defense Magazine called the Ukraine war an unprecedented testing ground for AI and now ubiquitous employment of drones and loitering munitions by both sides and AI enhanced autonomous capabilities in flight targeting and firing. George Dubinsky, Deputy Minister of Digital Transformation in the Ukraine, told Fox News, think about that, digital transformation in Ukraine in the, in the military. This is essentially they are changing the way wars are fought, the way that uh, conventional weapons are used, and it's all based on AI. Told Fox News Digital, part of the keys is the fact that the country decided to create its own AI platform, which allowed engineers to tailor it to a specific use. And again, it's interesting. The reason they do this, well, it goes on. The ministry looked at 10 AI platforms before deciding it would benefit more from an original one, which it started sometime around mid-year 2020 and deployed by the end of the year. Though Dubinsky made clear the ministry is constantly working to improve and further develop it, the original platform also allowed Ukraine to use what data it needed without overstepping and sending the wrong kind of information to a commercial company. And again, those are the same kind of considerations we have to have. Not that we're going to build out our own AI platform, although it is possible to do. I don't want you to hear that it's not possible to do. It is possible to do, depending on the resources you have and the capabilities. But they are they want to make sure that their data is protected and that they do not create liability for the AI platform on the other side, the commercial companies on the other side goes on. A Ukrainian engineer expert who referred to himself as Max and spoke alongside Dubinsky discussed the immense network of closed-circuit television cameras and other monitoring infrastructure in the country that enabled the military to use computer vision extensively. And the reality is we have that same kind of infrastructure in every one of our hospitals, right? Closed-circuit televisions, TVs, cameras, we have listening ears, we have eyes and ears in a lot of our rooms, and that is growing by the day. And that is the foundation for AI. It's the eyes and ears for AI in our hospital. So we have the same kind of infrastructure or foundation for the infrastructure already in place. AI coverage has mainly focused on large language models and generative AI platforms such as Google Bards and OpenAI's ChatGPT, but computer vision, which focuses on interpretation and analysis of visual data through an AI platform, has shown great benefits to a wide range of industries and tasks. And I'm going to come back to that and how it can be applied to healthcare, computer vision specifically. Conservationists have used computer vision technology to track poachers, protect endangered species, while automated vehicle makers have looked at improving the technology to improve the performance of their trucks, cars, and one day cargo ships, among other tasks. All right, so we're going to make everything we do much more efficient, much more safe, much more, I don't know, intelligent, I think is the right word. For Ukraine, it has helped the military track down men suspected of war crimes during Russia's invasions, troop movements, thanks to extensive use of unmanned aerial vehicles. And it goes on to talk about some other stuff and screenshots from various things. We use we use now name and recognition and object character recognition, OCR. He added, we selected the GPS coordinates, location, date. We have a lot of data from different sources. Once they started to attack U- Ukraine, we understood the best method to identify actual, actually those Shahed drones and other general recognition. The technology helped Ukraine troops distinguish between Iranian-made 
Shahed-136 drones, known as kamikaze drones, and standard missiles. The AI also helped improve the targeting and efficacy of guided laser bombs. So it makes everything smarter, everything more effective. The most impressive feat that Ukraine accomplished through the AI development was the fact that engineers did all of this in a fraction of the budget that American companies have used. They're doing it for hundreds of dollars. They're doing these things in their garage. And he goes on. Again, a lot of this stuff is out there. It is open source. We can utilize the same kinds of algorithms. They know what they need immediately because they're getting feedback at just building out all of these kits, ripping out the cameras on the iPhones and attaching them to Raspberry Pis. Those are the really tiny devices which can create designated targeting systems. These factories developed through the help of some 25, 250,000 participants, an IT army, Ukraine pulling together when the war started recruiting people who claimed to have some skills and were willing to help develop the technology. It goes on and talks more about that. But yeah, it's just fascinating. I, I decided to do this because it has significant implications to how we're thinking about healthcare and the future of healthcare. We have the ability to have nurse sitters in every room. And the reason we have the ability to have nurse sitters in every room is because all we need to place in there is a listening device and a camera. Now, the camera should be able to move. It should be able to do a lot of things. And once we attach the AI mechanisms behind it, the and by AI mechanisms, I mean the video feed, the audio feed has to wash over some technology that is constantly looking at the feed and saying, hey, something has changed that person is moving, that person is getting out of bed, that person is potential for a fall risk, that person needs to have their bed turned, this room is empty and should be clean. This, you know, we start with some of the basics, hand washing. We start with some of the basics, but then it gets much more sophisticated. You actually have the room where the the conversations that happen in the room automatically get documented within, or at least the note gets generated automatically for the for the clinician to take a look at before it's put into the system. You have inventory that's watched by cameras instead of using, you know, highly trained, highly specialized staff to do inventory. You now have cameras that are just watching it and it knows when one of these is taken and one of them is moved and those kinds of things. You can identify where devices are within your health system. What I'm envisioning in the not too distant future you know, probably two to three years is some health system that goes all in on this AI platform and a ton of devices throughout the health system. They go all in and they create a significant competitive advantage because we now know we will never have enough doctors and nurses again, right? We're not printing them fast enough. We're not creating them fast enough. And so we're going to need to make the ones that we do have much more effective, We're going to have to reduce the cognitive load. And in order to do that, somebody or something else has to take that cognitive load. That is going to be AI. That is going to be computer vision and the ability to take in all the feeds and make uh, sense of them, to create intelligence from them, to create insights from them, to see the patient workflow in a different way. I think there is there will be one, two, three, maybe a group of health systems that go all in on this. You're going to see them wire up their entire campus and you're going to see them gain insights and begin to distance themselves 
from other health systems. The same way the Ukraine is able to do this, I think is the same way health systems are. And by the way, I don't think it has to be the academic medical centers in the large systems. Yes, they have the money and yes, they have the resources, but I think it can be the small systems. I think it could be the small systems out of necessity. That's what you're seeing in the Ukraine. You're seeing out of necessity them utilize technologies. And in some ways, I think the smaller systems could lead the way here out of necessity. And they then put these kinds of uh, technologies throughout their entire system. First of all, you don't have as many rooms within those systems. So the cost isn't going going to be as great. Plus, there is the opportunity to be a, an innovation partner with some of these companies that are coming into this space. I come back to, and I'm going to close this. Anytime I talk about this, I'm going to come back and close this too. You cannot use proprietary technology here. You have to, if you're going to put things in the rooms that are going to monitor those, those, those uh, cameras, those audio devices, they cannot be tied to a single manufacturer. They have to be yours. They have to be open. The feeds have to be open. You have to be able to watch that data across whatever systems that you want in order to gain insights about your system and how they function. All right, so that's that's how I'm thinking about AI. That's what I expect within the next two to three years. I expect a lot of use case stories of, hey, we were able to save this. We were able to identify this. We were able to reduce this. We were able to improve this across the board. And I think we're going to see an operating efficiency gain that is so dramatic and so significant, you're going to see health systems start to stratify. You're going to see high-performing systems. You're going to see low-performing systems. And it's going to be based on their use of AI and computer vision and, and audio feeds around the health system. All right, that's all for today. If you know of someone that might benefit from our channel, please forward them a note. They can subscribe on our website, thisweekhealth.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts, which is just about everywhere we syndicate everywhere. So we want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders, SureTest and Artisite. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.